0: Crazy.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Update Special Edition. What's going on for all you uh, people who haven't signed up for Vile Files Plus yet? There's many more of these. I thank you all for lo- tuning in to the update special on Classic. It's one of our more popular shows. And I just want you to know, there are so many more of these behind Vile Files Plus, And it's free to sign up. It's a cup of coffee.
2: You were like kind of on the verge of tears there, but it was like, it's free to sign up. Free to sign up. I promise. Uh, an
1: anyways, enough about that. Truly, it's free to sign up. Go to Vilefiles.com. So if you like this update, if you're like thirsting for more, just go to VileFiles.com. There's a button on that first page and it says Vilefiles Plus. You tap that, put in a little bit of information, and in away you will go. How many up, how many updates do we have behind Vilefiles Plus now? This will be
2: We have just, last week we released 10. Next week will be
1: the 11th. 11 episodes of updates that you are missing out on. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And you guys are just dying for these updates. Anyway, I'll shut the fuck up. This is unrelated to necessarily relationships, but I I sent this to my team. A smart guy, uh, Eric Weinstein. Uh, He's just a cerebral man. I've actually met him a few times.
0: (laughs) That's an awesome description. He's just a cerebral man. He really is.
1: (laughs) He's just a big brain. Big old (laughs) noggin. Anyway, he, I saw a TikTok of him talking to some other guy in some podcast or whatever about life, and he was talking about death. And he's like, you know, most of us think we're, we die when we're 90, or 90 and if we're lucky enough to live that old, old. And then he said something that he said to his grandfather, I presume, when he was a young man, which is speaks to how just genius this man is. He said, there is a last time... I want you, I want if you're listening, I just want you to think about this. This is just like food thought for the soul today. There is a last time that you do everything and you don't know when that is. It's just think about that. You know, it really puts things in perspective of being in the moment, you know? You just never know. And like it, it could be big things. It could be like a trip that you took to Paris, you know, you go to Paris and you're just like, oh, I'll go yeah, it was probably see it, but yeah, the flight wasn't that long. I'll probably come back. And then you just realize that like, there's this other places in the world you want to see or that they just never go back to Paris. I don't know. And maybe that's fine. Maybe, maybe Paris wasn't that great, but how many times when you do something, do you really savor that moment and realize this is the, I'll never be here again, or I'll never experience this again. We very rarely like stay in the moment, you know, to really appreciate where we're at only and and there's so many moments, there's so many Little moments of life where you just that will be the last time you experience said thing.
0: I think about that so much with dating and also in terms of this stage of life of like how, you know, I hope to one day live with a partner and have our own family. But how right now I have roommates and about how as much as sometimes it is like frustrating to not have like the stability or control over a space, like coming home to like a roommate on the couch and like their warmth and love. Like it is so sad to think about there will be a last time I come home. To a roommate who, and we end up like giggling for 45 minutes
1: about nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't really miss roommates per se. Same. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but I do, you know, there are 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 aspects of having a roommate, you know, that kind of just chilling with your boys, talking about stuff, having our Madden tournaments. (laughs) And I know technology, if we really wanted to, we could rally up the troops and we could play online. It's just not the same. Mm -hmm. yeah and for a bunch of degenerate mid-20 year olds who would bring over their big screen tvs and and have like multiple tvs of like just a bunch of like young adults playing video games just like i miss that it was my christmas morning you know and that will probably be the last time ever experienced something like that and you just never really in the moment you're just You never really think this will be the last time there always will be something more. And to realize that there's so many moments in our life that will be the last time we do that thing. And we never really appreciate it in the moment. I don't know. Can
2: I make a confession? (laughs) I recently swapped out. I had like a dresser next to my bed that I was using as a nightstand, like since I moved out to L.A. And like it's cheap and two of the drawers are completely broken. And so I only can use the marketplace. Oh, no, it just started out cheap. I bought it new, but it was cheap new. And so I only was using like two out of the four drawers. And I finally found bedside tables so I could have one on either side. And like, you know, we're growing up in that regard. (laughs) So I moved my nights or my dresser out and I had it sitting by the door. And I just sat next to it and I had a moment with my dresser and I thanked it for being part of three different apartments and being next to me for different moments of life.
1: There you go. And then
2: I said goodbye to my dresser. That's beautiful.
1: That is is nice. Yeah. But for all you single people out there who are complaining about being single and I know there's, it's a grind and I know dating sucks, but it's, 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 it's life. What makes life so good is the, the shit. It just is, you know, and if it was always sunny, you know, I don't know. I guess I really like it when it's always sunny. But there is yeah, something like we be... live in L.A. Yeah, there <laughs> the to... there is... No, but I mean, we had a sh... for even L.A. weather. It was, it's been gloom. It's been gloomy most of summer. I, I left L.A. for about three weeks, came back completely different weather. It's now hot and sunny. I'm loving it. It's great. I appreciate it more. You know, there is something to be said about. You know, it's the highs aren't as good without the lows. It is, it is true. So you are going to miss someday the independence and the freedom of your singleness and your ability to fuck around and meet interesting people and have first kisses and lose your mind over completely average people, you know? There's beauty in that, and it's kind of fun, and it's kind of wild, and it's chaotic, and like we talk about toxic stimulation all the time, and there's a reason why we're addicted to it, because it is a little messy and fun. So, you know, don't be afraid to appreciate it from time to time. Anywho, do we have an update before we get to our callers?
2: We do. Okay. We. (laughs) We. Are you happy to be embarrassed? We. Um. I
1: prefer the midwest voice julie can you re- read it in a julie voice please
2: i'm so sorry to the listeners at home how did okay I, sorry how did she get named julie yeah she was this character that i came up with years ago i like filmed a sketch of her she she had a resurgence during covid because it was like having okay, to this homeschool is her kids.
0: kids we
1: want i want more character work out of you okay. that is <laughs> great this is a little bit of. can I
2: provide the context in my th- normal this voice
1: is, this is a one-on-one this is just like a coaching opportunity okay. that we're just having in front of everyone <laughs> I'm but just I, looking at my hands I'd like to see you <laughs> Amanda obviously invests a lot in in um, improv <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called uh,
0: total fuckery yeah. with other yeah. adults yeah. who are <laughs> silly gooses
1: <laughs> uh, it's great it, I find it to be an investment in, in the show you have a theatrical background we have yet to really tap into that. <laughs> and it's been like two years now. And how long have you worked for me? We're coming up on three here, Nick. Don't shortchange me. the fuck me. do I know? Like, you know? <laughs> anyway, welcome.
3: I would like to see more character
1: work. Okay,
3: great. This could be an Emmy award winning podcast. It could. Oh. If we tried hard enough. If we, right. yeah. Is, so is, do is better. Is that real? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I, don't know. Know.
0: Okay, was, I, I don't think so. I was like, are the Emmys adding a podcasting category? Although I will say... Not in like a vile file specific means. I think there needs to be a podcast award show. I think that's like there is. Isn't there one? Yeah. We've been nominated before. A people's choice. You mean I'm one sorry. that people care about? Yeah, I, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Like, I mean, I'm talking like I think we could surpass the Tonys. No disrespect to the theater community, but I think we could surpass the Tonys. Do you think the, the, the podcast
1: awards could be a part of the EGOTs? Yes, yes. EGOT. You got P. Peagots. Peagots. PEGOTs. You got a
2: Peagot. <laughs> okay. Do you remember
1: Megan? Yeah, I don't. I can't. Under, I can't hear you.
2: Can I provide I the context I in a normal under, voice?
1: Sure. Okay. Well,
2: <laughs> and then I'll read the update in a in the well, Julie voice.
1: But that d- just for preference, our our reader doesn't sound like okay,
2: this. Okay. All right. So then I'll just speak like Julie now. Okay. Great. Sounds good. We're just Glad working. Yeah.
1: I I can't hear it's, you. It's a great day of I can't, my life. What? What do?
2: My God, you guys. Okay, okay, so do you me. remember Megan? She was on episode 566. She was caller number two. And she said that um, she had a failed third attempt at a father figure. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah. 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 Um, and so this guy had recently uh, ended things with her mom. And all of a sudden he's posting on Facebook. He's like, I'm in a new relationship. He had some financial skeletons in his closet.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and so I believe your advice was to maybe draft up a letter, put down her thoughts and just kind of figure out, you know, what she wanted to say. How was that? Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah. I loved Great. the sass from Julie at the end. <laughs> yeah. She's the sassy lady. All right. <clears throat> so, Megan says, life has been pretty, pretty crazy since we last chatted, but as promised, I'm, I wanted I'm to... I'm
1: hearing keep... Allie.
2: Am I supposed oh to keep going? Well, you're... Yeah. Okay. I was on episode 566 (laughs) and had the stepdad issues for context. Since chatting with you, my partner and I bought our first home and have booked a trip to Europe this summer. So exciting. Part of the big takeaway from my time with you guys was to draft up a letter to my stepdad explaining how I was feeling about everything since he posted about his new relationship and it had come out that he had a litany of financial skeletons that he hid from my mom and us as a family. As I began to work on my letter... New information and dramas kept unfolding, and as a result, I never actually ended up finishing it. Instead, my frustration and hurt continued to grow as I heard how he was talking to my mom and the continued lack of honesty towards us as a family. Turns out, wait for it, he recently withdrew and spent my mom's tax return without her knowledge from an account that he was supposed to close. He had made several bad investments on my behalf as my financial oh. advisor that was costing me hundreds of dollars a month and claimed to not know about it. Had me collecting his air miles on my personal credit card for years without my knowledge.
1: Wait, wait hold on. I had, had her collecting his air miles?
2: So every time she spent on her card, it resulted in a mile for him, I think.
0: Oh, that's so sneaky. Yeah. How does one do that?
2: Well, he helped me set this up as a 17-year-old kid. (gasps) That's so fucked up. Yeah. You bet your ass It's like you're getting
0: the rewards. He's a bit of a con artist.
2: Yeah. And best of all, chose the same small town that my mom, brother, and I all live to move with his new family and start their life here when we are bound to bump into them. I finally had a phone call with him to confront some of these issues, and he says he still hopes for a relationship with my brother and I, but my response to him was that I hoped for accountability and respect for us and our 12 years of history and feel like I never got that. I told him that I don't know where to go from here because I am hurt and I can't trust him. Too much has happened and too much keeps happening that I don't believe he understands the damage he's done. The phone call ended in tears. I feel like I said what I needed to say, which was healing for me. Although I do wonder what I will do if I ever bump into him at the grocery store. At least I know not to use the same Air Miles credit card when I am there. Hope you guys are well and enjoyed this little messy update.
1: Wow. Well, kind of a sad update.
2: I know. Like That's really? why I wish I wouldn't have had to read it in this
1: voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it brought some levity to a very sad story. I'm really sorry to Megan for that um, voice. Sometimes you just got to let people go. I think it's time to let him go. Uh,
0: Megan. Well, and the fact that, that he's fucker.
2: moving his new family to their small town. Like, I'm just like, he, it doesn't feel like he cares about them, oh. which has got to be so painful after 12 years of viewing him as a father figure.
1: Yeah, no, it sucks. I mean, I'm not. There's no. It sucks. But as we've as we said in our intro moments earlier, life is hard. Bad things happen to all of us. You know, it's not a matter of if bad things are going to happen to us. It's just when and even if that bad thing is we just die, you know, it's eventually, you know, we, we are going to deal with death and we're going to deal with sickness and we're going to deal with tragedy. It's just a matter of time not to not to get us all in. A, and in between some of those very, you know, finite and, and tragic, painful experiences, there's a, a litany of all these other things that, you know, on some version we all have to deal with. This is all to say, like, it's just, these are just, I only say that because this is one of those situations with our writer inner, you know, because, you know, her title was like her third attempt at a dad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be very easy to, you know, let that self-pity come in. And justifiably so. It, she would be justified to feel sorry for herself uh, in this situation. But clearly this is a man who has proven time and time again that he's not interested in learning from his experiences. He's a survivor. He's a cockroach type of, you know, you know, there are people out there who they're just kind of willing to do whatever thing, anything they need to do to get by to better themselves. And unfortunately, they can be charming and charismatic and they are not without having good qualities, you know. And so you are able to bond with these people. And the fact that, you know, he played a role as a father, it, it must be hurtful. But she can get through it, and she sounds like she's doing okay, you know? And I just think it's one of those situations at some point, and I'm glad she kind of didn't finish the letter and didn't send the letter. It's like sometimes you just have to give up on people, you know? She has to give up on him so that she doesn't give up on herself type of thing. <laughs> this is going to sound almost morbid. But at some point, I might lose some loved ones, some parents, you know, my parents. Like, I might lose my parents before I lose myself. I don't even like saying it. But like, I'm not going to go find a new dad or a new mom, you know, and so as an adult, like she she doesn't need to keep trying to find that father figure, you know, maybe the the male roles that play in her life are more in the partner or friendship, companionship and things like that. So uh, it just might be time for her to let go, you know, as a rather than finding that closure or trying to maintain a relationship. And it sounds like she's on that page. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah, there's no point in
2: healing. I want to commend her yeah. as well for moving forward in her own life. The, my partner and I bought our first home. That's we what have I'm a, saying. a trip booked to Europe. Like how great for you. So to many kind positive of have other things she things has to focus, to focus on. on. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I just I hope that she just just gives up on him and, and doesn't kind of wallow in the, you know, I could never find a dad, you know, like clearly her life. It has a lot of positives, and mm-hmm. and as a result, she is experiencing you know so many positive things. She's also had some a lot of negatives, right? But thankfully, the positives have outweighed the negatives, or allowed her to have this what sounds like a fairly healthy relationship with her partner and a lot of positivity in her life. And I think at times we can again, it's easy to focus on the negative. It's it's easy to for you know not focus on the positive. It sounds like she is, but you can ruin a good thing by dwelling too much on the things that we don't get. And that can ruin the things that we do have. And so it sounds like she's doing a good job of whatever I am telling her to do.
0: I also think as, you know, she has all these amazing events. Whenever something, you know, whenever I go through like a really bad time, it's interesting to me how it can taint other experiences in really sneaky ways of like it being a subconscious thing. And a question that has honestly changed my life that an old roommate once asked me was just like, when was another time you felt this way? When was the last time mm-hmm. you felt this way? And so often it was like, oh my, like that was like kind of, you know, it's like such a therapy hack of a question. Cause if you find yourself getting really frustrated at your partner and you're like, I just feel like you're fucking me over and you don't care, you know? And then it's like, wait, nope, I'm talking to my stepdad right now or like whoever it is. And so I feel like also just for Megan, like as she like kind of moves through this in addition to the times where it's like, you're consciously thinking about him, like, knowing that it might also like you might be subconsciously like having some of that energy creep in which is so normal yeah i mean um, it would be normal like for her it. to
1: not trust people you know i mean like there's so many probably situations in which she just trusted this guy only did i realize that she was being screwed over or manipulated and lied to and i, I can fuck with you you know totally so, what an update yeah well let's get to our colors
3: what's your time with me Let's ask Nick your
1: sexy questions. Welcome back, Liz. How's it going?
5: It's going great. How are you?
1: Doing well. Glad to, to be talking with you again. You know what? Let's just play a quick clip for uh, for our audience to remind them of your story and why you called in, in the first place, the advice we gave, and then we'll uh, get an update on where things are now.
5: Blowjobs are ending my dates.
1: Okay. Uh, please elaborate.
5: It's happened three times now, three different guys. All right, so mm-hmm. walk
1: me through these dates.
5: Sure. So the first one, I, I guess, went into um, went into going down on him. Probably after a minute at most, he finished from that. He said, and I quote, "I'm gonna go wash my wiener." Took a shower alone, came back, I mean, and wanted to go to sleep offense. immediately. New guy. Again, second date, um, go to dinner. He kind of invites himself over to my house. And I was like, all right, confidence. And he, he started out very generous. So this was a little bit different. He was very generous to me. So I was like, I'll return the favor. Same thing. He completes from that, proceeds immediately to go into my bathroom, wipe himself down with my nice hand towel. He puts it back in the ring. <gasps> And then he comes back and <laughs> same thing, is ready for bed and then leaves in the morning.
1: How many, how many dates had you been on with this guy?
5: This was a second as well.
1: Okay. And then, and then another guy?
5: Yes. When he was driving me back to my car at the end of the night... He initiated making out and he like was getting very excited already in the car. And I was like, you're welcome to come back to my apartment so that we don't have to do this in the car. I was like, I haven't hooked up with anyone in a little while. This could be like a fun one night thing, whatever. Very quickly, all of his clothes are off. He's completely naked. Literally all of mine are on. (gasps) I've not taken off one article of clothing. So I am being very generous. Same thing. Uh, after after a long like a long blowjob he finishes he collapses on the bed i lie there for a little bit and i'm this close to saying if you're not even gonna attempt to touch me i think you should go and then he goes i think i should probably uh go back to my place because i don't really sleep well next to other people and i was like yeah i think you should and then i never heard from him
1: okay I'm not trying to shame sex and I'm not trying to shame anyone who wants to hook up. I just think for you, you would be better served to, if you want to go on dates and hook up on the first, second date, I think you need just to be fair to yourself and recognize you you need to have the lowest of expectations of these guys. And, and so with that being said, be more selfish. If you are going to hook up on the first or second date, stop giving blowjobs without getting some, without, you know, like it's, the blowjob should be w- the reward and, and you can have some fun with it. Be like, I don't, you know, like, nah, I'm not, <laughs> And you make a joke. Like, I know how y'all guys are. You think you get a fucking blowjob and you're fucking done. You're like, nah, I'm like, if I'm, I ain't hooking up without getting mine, you know? And honestly, I'm, I'm curious. I think, I think we need to call out men more often when it comes to like hookup culture. I think if, if we're going to be in participating hookup culture, we need to at least start having conversations before we're hooking up. Because now it's like, I'm, I'm willing to bet when you go on these dates, there's just a lot of like awkwardness and but like in, these fucking guys are taking off their clothes or it's just like, a, you know, let's go up to my place and we'll turn on the TV and we'll start making out. But there's very little conversations about expectations or what each other's, each other likes and, and expectations around like, I expect to get off, you know, here's how I like things. And I know that might be awkward, but if you can take your clothes off, and share fluids, I think we need to start having these conversations because we're just going to continue to be disappointed over and over again if we don't make some changes. I really think we just need to start holding these men more accountable for their awkward and inappropriate behavior. And then, you know, and your, your final gift to these guys that you, that you end up rejecting, it may give them a note to say like, T- to talk less to your, get, Get less advice from your guy friends and more advice from your girlfriends. Don't give strange men the benefit of the doubt.
2: From personal experience, the anxiety of putting the boundary down, even in the moment, and how terrifying that feels is still 10 times bigger, better than like the pit in your stomach and the guilt the next day of why the fuck did I hook up with him? I actually didn't want to.
1: Totally. Yeah. And just remember on these dates, don't give strange men the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yes. I mean, like that's gonna we're gonna make yes. that a TikTok. All right, we're back. Uh in your own words, I know yeah, I know we played the update, but why don't you just kind of summarize why you called in, what we said, what did you do with that information, where are we now?
5: Uh so recently I had gone on this third date that was essentially ended by giving, like you said, the evil blowjob.
1: The blowjobs are ruining your dates, yeah.
5: <laughs> right. And uh it had happened three times and I was just feeling very confused and frustrated by the temperature of kind of the dating culture that I was finding myself in. And the I think like the cusp of the advice that you gave me was that if I'm going to engage in hookup culture just in general, that I need to take responsibility for the role that I have been playing and putting myself in these situations and not to expect these men, who are essentially strangers, to invest in me and be willing to, I guess, put in as much effort as I've been putting in. And uh, so that information, I think was very enlightening and eye-opening for me. And I realized after that conversation and listening to it back, I have been a big part in, in these situations and that because the, like, I really don't know these people. Like I, I am just falling into this pattern and I don't want to do that anymore. So since talking to you, I think I've been much more intentional about whom I like give my time to and not putting myself in those situations with these people that I don't know and uh it's it's been really helpful it's been good
1: it's awesome it's great it's great to hear yeah i mean it's tough because it's not like we're not trying to uh, let you know in your case men off the hook right and we're not we're not saying that for anyone who participates in hookup culture that they shouldn't be respectful and courteous and acknowledge that um you are putting yourself and whoever you are participating uh with in a kind of vulnerable situation but That's like a utopian world to expect everyone to, you know, act that way. And so, yeah, it's just it's tough to count on strangers to take care of you emotionally, right? Because that was kind of it's like, hey, I'm gonna hook up, and it was the the emotional aftermath that you were feeling as a result of of some of these men not living up to whatever expectations you had of them in these very vulnerable situations. So it's awesome that to to hear that things have been. You know, better. But do you have any specific examples of a dating situation where you chose, like, you came to that fork in the road and you chose a new path and, and how that felt or how did it all play out and what was the aftermath? Like, you know, because it's one thing for me to say, hey, you should try to this, but those are tough conversations to have with people. And I know we talked about, hey, if, if you're going to participate in hookup culture, be upfront with what you expect to get. And have your needs met? Have you ever gotten to that situation yet? Or kind of, yeah, do you have any specific stories of of what's changed just for the people listening who might push back on what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, well, sure, Nick, I mean, but like easier said than done and yada, yada, yada.
5: Yeah, totally. So the night of the call that I had with you guys, I actually had a first hinge date. And it was the first date that I had been on since the last really bad blow job ending. Date that I talked about on the show. From what I thought, this guy had some potential. He was cute, witty via messaging, um, and if you can believe it, um, he was also very weird. And this date was also very uh, bad. But it had a totally different ending than it could have because of the advice that I received. He first of all was forty minutes late. I would have left, but I had like gone out of my way. He said he fell asleep, and it was we were meeting at eight thirty. Um, he put his non-alcoholic, but very expensive drink on my tab and then refused to pay me for like weeks. I had to follow up with him like four times. I finally had my friend draft a text that was full of a bunch of expletives and he zeld me. And then he also told me this crazy story about how he was like still in really close contact with his most recent situationship, which I know is a big no on this show. And he found out that this girl was also secretly sleeping with his roommate from like a secret creepy, like magazine cutout letter message that was hand delivered to his sister's house. I I don't know. But it was this, it was, it was very weird. It was this crazy date. And I was just kind of sitting there with this internal monologue, like, where am I? What am I doing? And then he said, you know, like, there's this really great bar, like a five minute drive away. Do you want to grab a second drink? And I panicked and was like, sure. And I went to my car, and I thought, "I don't want to do that." And I heard Ally's voice in my head say, <clears throat> like the awkwardness of saying no in the moment It's is so much
2: better than the regret still... the next day. yeah,
5: yes, exactly. yeah, I heard that, so I called him from my car and I said, "You know i I just checked my my emails, and I totally forgot that I scheduled a really early doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I'm gonna go home, but have a good night. And, uh, and I, when I got myself rise and yeah. it was the best ending to the night ever. That's awesome. It was great.
1: Yeah. And maybe in the yeah. past you might've gone and got that second drink and then he would have propositioned you to come home with him or vice versa. And, you know, you might've had to suck a dick. You didn't want to suck. No, <laughs> well, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, maybe, but uh, exactly, but, but yeah, you know, well, good for you. Yeah. And uh, that I, I'm assuming that felt a little empowering. And also, probably not as scary as totally as uh, you anticipated.
5: Nope. I mean, I was like nervous making the phone call. Obviously, I told a little white lie just sure. to yeah, protect his ego. Hmm. But yeah, afterwards, I was like, "Wow, I'm a superhero." That was that felt great.
1: No, good for you. I did that's...
5: what I want to do. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, crazy how how you know how simple it can be, but how how challenging it can feel in the moment. But mm-hmm. I think you're. Uh, a great example of like just what what hookup culture and dating culture has turned us into where sex has become this kind of expected part of just a basic date kind of situation it's a and and the obligation of the feelings of obligations that come with it that's a horrible feeling but good for you for 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 changing course there's going to be plenty of bad dates out there so Mm -hmm. they don't all deserve a blow shop (laughs) Exactly. That's for yeah, sure.
5: more recently, um, I'm I'm not saying this gentleman anymore, but I saw this guy for about a month and it just gave me hope because I was very excited for the time being. And for the first several dates, it was it was simply like getting drinks. Like on the first date, we didn't so much as touch. Um, and I was very intentional about it. And I think that that was very helpful. Just everything that we had talked about and going into it knowing Like these are my boundaries. I'm not crossing them. I did give him hand sanitizer eventually when the time came. I haven't used your hand washing line yet, but it's in there. Hand sanitizer is pretty
1: good. Yeah. Well, good for you. This is great to hear. Uh, You know, hopefully, you know more of the same going forward. And and if you are lucky enough to meet someone you start really bonding with, yeah, slow it down. I, you know, I. The more, I, the more I hear people's stories, you know, you don't have to be a conservative person per se or even have conservative values. But I just do think that we, we you know, regardless of your beliefs, like sex is always going to be a powerful thing. It, it, it's confusing. And the stronger your emotional connection is before you ever participate uh, in any type of physical activity is, is, makes it a better situation just it just does and and it, oh, it allows for more room for error in the physical department if things could get awkward or uncomfortable so there's no downside to building that rapport or building that emotional connection and if you can you know abstain uh i think everyone especially if they like someone is doing themselves a favor and you know if you if you give into the moment you give in in the moment but i i think there's very little downside to to waiting things out longer than we're used to these days. I agree. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the update. Uh, Keep us posted on your uh, new kind of dating journey. Um, You know, more, I think really stories like this are very helpful to people who listen.
5: Totally. I will.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, take care. Thank you again. And we'll talk soon.
5: Okay. Thank you, Nick. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks
2: guys. Bye. We have, Another written update. It was from our texting office hours caller from episode 523, which was our episode of Going Deeper with Dr. Maya Shunker. Um, And she called in for texting office hours to say that she had recently matched with a guy on Hinge who was extremely allergic to dogs. um, And she had a dog. And so she wasn't sure if this was like a complete deal breaker or if she should still give this guy a chance. Um, And so she gave us a little. He was a
1: little prickly, wasn't he? Yeah. In addition to being allergic to dogs.
2: Yeah. You have a great memory. Yeah. He was because it, it seemed also like from my recollection of the call and how I remember interpreting it when she called in, it was like, this feels like a lot of, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of logistics for someone who just matched with each other. Like, it just feels like, why don't we just see if we like each other first? But I guess inherently, if it is going to be a deal breaker, good to know up front. Um, but we have a little update on our dating life. OK.
0: Hi, Nick and Households. Per Nick's advice, I went on a date with the guy who was allergic to dogs to get myself back out in the dating scene and feel comfortable. The date wasn't that bad, but I did not feel a spark or feel the want to go back out with the guy. During the date, he mentioned a few times how he was really a really clean guy and he has issues with people who are late or aren't organized. I was pretty turned off by this, knowing that I have some factors going against us and he wouldn't be able to hang out with my dog. Anyway, I ended it after a few days, and he seemed shocked, but I didn't want to waste either of our time. Looking ahead, I met a guy about three weeks ago while I was out, and we instantly connected. We hooked up the first night, and he quickly was saying how he wanted to see me again. He texted me almost immediately, saying how great it was to see me, etc. The issue is that he lives two hours from my city for work. He visits my city a lot, as his friends and family still live here, so I wasn't too concerned by the distance at first. Right after we met, I left to go back to my hometown for two weeks for weddings, and we texted a lot and FaceTime. It was all going well, and we met up this past weekend while we were out and had an amazing time. Again, he was saying how he was nervous to FaceTime and was so happy that we did, and that he was wanting to spend time together once I am back in town constantly. He spent the night, and after hooking up, we both opened up and talked more honestly about our pasts and were asking more questions about my friends, family, and whatnot. Again. He left to go back to his friend's apartment. He was saying how happy he was that we were together and was loosely making plans. The thing is that we are both traveling for the next three weeks between weddings, work, and the 4th of July weekend. I'm nervous that things are going to fizzle out because we aren't physically together, and I'm unsure of what to do to continue things and stay excited about each other for the next three weeks. We text somewhat consistently, but it feels like things are slowing down. I'd love some help on next steps and what to do.
2: Thanks. I don't know if there's anything to do. To keep the spark alive, on you—you you did a long-distance
1: relationship. Well, yeah, but like, it's usually the distance that keeps things exciting. To be honest, mm. it's missing each other. You know, I—I I had a situation where this particular person at the time I—I I pursued for a while, actually, and then finally we started hanging out, and then like we—I went home for Christmas and stuff. We lost that momentum, and we—you know—this you know we kind of we found it again or whatever. But for me, I just kind of told myself that, you know, is that kind of internal, like, maybe this isn't my person. In those situations, I think the the distance and the missing would make you kind of long for someone. I I guess what I'm saying is uh, sometimes you just have to let it play out. You know, I don't think there's uh, some magic, okay, all right, first do this. Step two, now do this. You're not trying to manipulate someone into finding a connection with you, you know. Also, dear writer-inner, you might be psyching yourself out. Sounds like you both had a lot going on. And with a lot going on, you might be reaching out to each other less. Sometimes boredom gives people a false sense of mutual excitement because you kind of just don't have anything better to do. You're just sitting in your hotel room on work trips feeling, I don't know, I got my work done. I don't know. what's, What's Jenny doing, you know? But when you're Send off fireworks or meeting family, it's the summer, you know, and you're out there, you're traveling with work. It's not that you've lost excitement. you just got to have other things going on. So let it play out. See where it goes. Keep being yourself. Don't change what seems to be working. And just because things have started to slow down doesn't mean you need to adjust. It maybe just means, you know, maybe it's not as mutual as you hoped it would be. But also just kind of check in. You can just say, you know. Hey, looking forward to seeing you at some point you get to say like, you know, it seems like maybe we've slowed down a little bit. You know, it's like one of those things, like usually, you, you know, and if it has, that you're probably going to get to it, like, Oh no, I've just been busy and shit like that. But just always remember if they want to see you, they will, you know, if they are missing you, they'll go out of their way to try to see you, you know, as hard as it is to realize that maybe they aren't missing you and they're not excited about you, you know, it's just part of, part of dating. Listen. You met a stranger. You had a good couple first weeks. The sex, sounds like the sex was good. You both enjoyed it. Listen, hook up on the first date. But as we've talked about, it it comes with risks of fucking with your emotions and fucking with your perception of what is actually a real connection versus like, that was some really good sex. I want to do it again. So I would just say, let it play out. Try to enjoy each other. He's not if he's not your boyfriend. Stop acting like you're in a relationship. You stay on the apps. Just, you don't even have to like go out there and start swiping. Just mentally tell yourself, I'm still independent. I'm still single. I'm still not in a relationship. And I can still court this guy and I can still invest in this person without completely mentally taking myself off the market, you know, because that matters. You know, when you we meet someone, we get excited. So, like, well, ah, I'm going to focus all my attention on them, and I just, you know, it's like I'm going to reward them with my loyalty because I want to show them like how great of a partner I can be. And it's just like, well, you're not there yet, you know. So mentally, just tell your you don't even have to tell them anything. You don't have to like check in with them. You just tell yourself until they're my boyfriend, I'm going to stay open. I'm going to keep my you know options open. I'm going to be willing to meet someone else. And that energy, I honestly think, will translate into. These people you're dating and, and not feeling so confident and so secure that you're available whenever they want and need. I would internally change your perspective if said writer inner has ever since she met this guy without any conversations about defining the relationship or setting expe- mutual expectations of like what's what they expect of each other. My guess is that she has, as an individual, kind of decided that she's off the market. And that she is fully focused on seeing where this relationship goes. I think in the early stages of dating, you can see where something with someone goes. You can learn about them. You can, you know, start building a connection. All while still keeping yourself open to meeting new people. And at whatever point you guys mute you to sit down and define a relationship, if you come to some common ground, then, then you can adjust your behavior. But don't adjust your behavior without having a conversation with them first. So that would be my two cents. Let me know if it works or helps.
0: Hang in there, girl. It's hard. Yeah. It's like when you feel the relief and you're like, oh, I did it. I'm done. I found the person. I don't have to deal with the bullshit of the apps anymore. And then it's like, wait, nope. It actually is a much longer process to verifying that it is the person. And it does uh, involves a lot less like actual vetting than I think it does. And a yeah. lot more just like sitting back and seeing how they behave. And also, it's brutal.
1: also it sounds like she, without saying it directly, had disappointment in the fact that he wouldn't spend the night after they hooked up. Am I reading? Am, am I interpreting that correctly? She kept saying, again, he went and slept at his buddies or something like that. He spent
0: the night and after hooking up, we both opened up and talked more honestly about our past. And then it was like, again, what after he left to go back to his friend's apartment, he was saying how happy he was that we were together. Seems like he spent the night. Okay, I think he, he maybe so went I think back, back it's to his like, buddies in the day. I think it's, and the again is coming from the... Like he was saying, how happy he was, making loose plans, oh, showing like enthusiasm. Gotcha.
1: Okay, all right. I thought there was some disappointment that didn't spend the night. Got it. So that doesn't seem to be true. But if there, if that were the case, I would say, don't don't hook up with people unless you you're confident that they will. You know, if you are if you have desires or expectations around what hooking up with someone, what in addition to hooking up with them, like how it all plays out, what what the vibe you want, are they going to spend the night or what, what do you, Are you going to cuddle? Like, what do you hope happens after you have sex? You're allowed to have expectations. It's good that you have expectations. You should all have expectations. And if you're not clear on what those expectations are mutually, that might be a good personal barometer of whether maybe you should be intimate or not. Again, fuck whoever you want to fuck. I'm not here to judge. But the less expectations you have solidified before you make any decisions, the more likely you will be disappointed afterwards because you are hoping that your expectations will be met rather than having some sort of, you know, conversation and an expectation that the person expects to meet those expectations. So, hey, navigating hookup culture. Anyways, next caller. Welcome back, Maggie. How's it going?
4: Good. How are you?
1: Good, good. Good to be with you again. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, for our audience, give us a quick update on uh why you originally called, what was the advice we gave, and then and uh and then where are we now?
4: Okay, so basically I was talking to this girl and we had gone on one date and then I was more emotionally invested in it than she was, and I was just kind of waiting for that next date to come, but she kept on flaking on me and it just never ended up working out. So your advice to me was to kind of let her reach out to me and rather than me reaching out to her and see if she did. There was a lot of times where I had I kind of displayed my insecurities very early on and you told me to stop doing that. <laughs> um like basically let her figure that out on her own.
1: Sure. Well let's uh to remind our audience a little bit more, let's uh let's play a quick clip from the original call, uh the advice we gave and then we'll we'll get an update.
6: Someone that I've been interested in is um constantly flaking on me and i don't know if i should give them another shot or just call it quits it's the one of the first people that i've been like really talking to since my last breakup and i've gone on dates since then but then i just think about this person over and over again like i don't know she she offers more than my ex did so i think that pulls me in a little bit
3: your ex is not a bar your ex is an example of something that doesn't work for you So for me, it's kind of like you should learn all the things that you did not like from your ex, but also set sort of standards for yourself. Like what do you want in the next person and not necessarily use the last person as like the lowest comment, like the lowest bar that they just need to jump that bar because your ex could have just been like a really shitty person or like just someone that really was a horrible fit for you. And I think like when you're dating, it's more about like, this is what I want in this person. What are my sort of non-negotiables? And if someone doesn't reach those, you move on. How many dates have you been on with her? Just one. Just one.
6: We plan to hang out and then something comes up and then we never reschedule it. Mm. Okay. Should I keep putting my time into this person and like wanting to make an effort to meet with them again? Or should I just call it quits and move on? And Uh, so I didn't know how to see where she stood
1: in my gut reading. Well let's keep let's keep going. Yeah. So Go ahead. I thought it was just curious.
3: Just curious. If you have any interest in still talking getting to know each other, I know it's hard with our schedules and such, but just wanted to see where your head's at. Absolutely no pressure either way.
1: Sorry, yes, I do, but I understand it hasn't been very fair to you. I had a terrible week at work and had to work 80 hours, so I wasn't really able to put my attention on my phone or anything. You know she's busy. If nothing else, she might be just a really nice, wonderful person that's just like too busy to prioritize you. You already got out of a relationship where you didn't feel prioritized. So I would caution you to really invest in someone who just might not have the time for you, but either way, like you've made it clear, let her pursue you, you know, and let her reach out to you and not just check in. You can respond, but like you don't have to ask her how she's feeling. You don't have to ask her if you, stop at asking her if, she, if you're annoying her, just respond to her, give her the energy, I guess. I Maybe mean, we we're kind of contradicting herself, but I would let her reach out to you. And then let her make a plan. And I don't think you need to like cut her off or anything. She's not your girlfriend. You're not even in a situationship with her. There's someone you went on a date with. Right, yeah, one date. Get back on the app, start dating. And if she has an interest in you, she'll feel that energy of you pulling away and she'll maybe check in and, and say, let's get out. And she'll carve out some time for you.
3: Know your worth. Know you're amazing. Know you're hot. Know you're just amazing of a person. And just if this isn't working for you, You bow out gracefully, you know, and you kind of move on to the next person. This person could very well be the one for you and, like, reappear later on. But to hold on to that energy is, like, so, like, it's like holding your breath. And it's exhausting, right? You're just like, (gasps) (gasps) like, every day you check your phone. Did she text me? And it's just like, no, you shouldn't feel that way. You should have a text if this person was into you. You need to let her come around and you need to stop chasing her. All right. Well, we are back. So
1: after we spoke what did you what did you implement and where are we where are we at now
4: so after we spoke um i decided obviously not to reach out to her and she reached out to me that night it was the same thing like the conversation really didn't go anywhere she we talked for a little bit and then she go like went ghost for a few days and by a few days i mean like weeks (laughs) okay um and then we talked a little more we've talked like a little more here and there but i've kind of put that to the back burner and um started going on more dates and really like putting myself out there because i was really focused on her and i was good for you i stopped dating because of it it's been a journey i got ghosted twice still trying i to keep going (laughs) i've stopped apologizing so much good for you that's like my biggest goal was to stop apologizing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it'll, it'll take some time. Are we completely done with the original gal?
4: Um, I still like to respond to her when she answers, or when she reaches out to me, but I don't really think it's going to go anywhere.
1: Why do you still respond?
4: I don't know. Part of me hopes that it would go somewhere, but...
1: That's fair. next time she responds, let's... The low stakes here with her, right? Let's just maybe experiment. Let's try something new. If she reaches out next time, and in the nicest possible way... You say, hey, you know, to be, it's nice to hear from you. But to be honest, like, it, it doesn't make much sense for, for us to talk anymore. You know, like, I really liked you. And, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Obviously, you didn't feel the same way. But every time you randomly text me, it just, it puts me back a little bit. So, you know, and, unless something's drastically changing your end, like, maybe it's as best that we don't anymore. I think you just kind of need to, like, you need to stand your ground you know, and you need to show her or anyone else in the future that you're not just some person that they can reach out to whenever they feel like it. And then you'll always respond. I liked what Ronnie said. He said, you know, mimic the behavior that you want in a relationship. So I love that in general, that you are quick to respond to people you want to talk to and that you don't play the same game of like, oh, well, they waited forever to text me. I'm going to wait forever to text them. That being said, Mm -hmm. if you notice a pattern of people just kind of coming in and out with any, without any consistency, you know, you don't owe them, you know, the, you're always available, you know, that they can just pop in yeah, and yeah. leave and pop in and leave. So it, it doesn't do you any good in those situations to like wait two days just because they waited two weeks. Like they might not even notice, but what they will notice right. is you saying, hey, listen, like just don't, you know, a lot of people out there are just kind of used to that kind of, keeping tabs like building a roster you know just like having people around and people are nowadays when it comes to dating they're not even like they might even tell themselves they're looking for someone or or maybe they're telling themselves i'm not looking for a relationship right now and so but they still go out and date because what they want to do is kind of collect people they can reach out to when they're feeling bored and lonely and they want some validation and for all you know to her you're just serving as this like person i can just like Oh, like what's Maggie doing? You know, like hey, and then you write back, and then whatever prompted her to feel like the need to reach out because you know maybe she was feeling not validated, I and mean, here you are, quick to respond, and then you give that sense of like, well, I'm still number one in her mind, kind of thing. And so you you got to stop being that kind of fix for people, you know. And so I think it would be good practice for you. Low stakes here. This relationship's going nowhere fast, anyways. And you're and you, and be nice about it. I would say, hey, it's nice to hear from you, but honestly. Unless I'm missing something, I just don't think it makes much sense for us to keep talking. Okay. That's what that I would sense. say. And when you, when you say that the other people have ghosted, what 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 Give me a, what do you mean? You know, you went on a couple of dates and then what?
4: So I went on a couple of dates and then things seemed to be going okay, but then they just stopped responding completely.
1: Okay. Unfortunately, that's just dating culture these days. It's not a you thing.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know. Just, I do have a question, though. Shoot, the the most recent person I can, I think it's like almost going like on the direction of like a situationship, and I don't want it to go there. And I don't know if I have to like cut this person off completely to avoid that, or if there's any way to like keep them in my life What's and like on? not make it complicated.
1: Break down the situationship there. are in. How did it start? Where are we at? Why do you think it's the situation?
4: Um, well, so we met on a dating app, okay. and then we talked for a bit. And like after talking for a bit, she was like, well, I'm not really like looking for anything serious. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. She has a lot to work out from like her past relationships. And we ended up meeting like that that week. And then this past weekend, like we were just like friends, like we said, we were just going to be friends or whatever. But then this past weekend, she we went out together. And then we ended up kissing and now I just like feel like getting complicated.
1: Okay. So why are you saying yes to dates with people who are upfront with their expectations that they're not looking for anything serious when you are?
4: Well, cause originally it was like, okay, then we're just gonna like talk, like get to know each other as friends and it was going fine until this weekend. And then it just escalated to more than that.
1: Fair enough. Um, but you did match with this person out of a physical attractiveness on a dating app, yeah?
4: Yeah, I did.
1: And I don't I, know, like, I
4: also met like my one of my best friends from the app too. So I think I was just like, oh, like that's not gonna happen again, kind yeah. of thing. But now it's like getting. Yeah, I, I, I can anymore.
1: understand yeah. the the confusion. I'm I'm not super familiar with like lesbian culture and dating, and I can understand how there might be some overlaps. But in your case, I think you just need to really get good at setting boundaries for yourself. And also from a friend situation, like what is, what is kind of your friend Rolodex look like? Are, are you hoping to meet new friends? Do you have a ton of friends? Like where, like how would you af- assess your friend, your friendships now, right now?
4: So I have like a few close friends, but I'm always looking for more friends, like within the community that, that I can connect to because a lot of them are from like college or high school that, like I just want friends that also will be able to understand like what I'm going through and be yeah. there for me, okay. kind of thing. So it, it is nice to have friends that
1: understand. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, with, you know, okay, you're attracted to women, so you go on, and you, but you're also friends with women. You have platonic women friends, you have romantic women friends, right? All right, fine. So you go on dating apps and like you could meet both on a dating app. All right, that's fair. But again, you still you just have to get really good, and probably much better, at. Enforcing boundaries that's that's your weak point, you know like you yes. <laughs> it's like tough for you to stand up for yourself and it's tough for you to say no to yourself, right? so all right, mm-hmm. so this particular woman she's like, "Hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. you're just like, okay, fair enough let's just let's go hang out as friends. well, mm-hmm. you really need to be willing to speak if you feel like a vibe there, then you have to communicate you know you could say, "Hey, listen, maybe I'm crazy, but like and I know you said you just want to be friends, but I'm 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 feeling a little chemistry or whatever it is. I don't know what it was that made you think things were heating up. But at that moment, you need to you need to communicate that. You need to say, you need you need to name yeah. it. You need to put it out there and to say, I just cause, you know, I've I've had these situations in the past, it gets complicated and I just felt like, you know, and especially if you're in a situation where the person who communicated they just want to be friends makes a move on you, or they're the one who's yeah, acting she, Yeah. Yeah. So that you gotta say no. Hey. Hey, hold well, time out. Yeah. Like, I just, you're, you're a babe. You're beautiful. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just as into this as you are. But you said you don't look anything serious. And I'm not going to go down this whole situationship path. And like, unless things have changed for you, I think we're better off just not going there. There is no downside to saying that because you will only be more attractive to everyone. As inconvenient as people find boundaries, they find them equally as attractive. You know, they'll get annoyed by it and frustrated, but they're also like, oh, fuck, Ugh. you know, because when we limit our access to people, people just want more of it. You know, like we want the things we can't have. It's human nature. So think of it this way. Don't be afraid of the rejection or whatever. The, more, the better you get good at it, the more attractive you will come across to people. You will come across as someone who knows what they want, who doesn't waste their time. And you don't even have to say those things. You'll, you'll show them through your actions. You know, and you you do it all very polite. You just say, "Hey, t-, you know, it's again. Yeah, call that time out. It's just like, oh, this is you're hot. I want to do this, but like, you did say this, and unless things have changed, I just don't think we should go there. That simple. Okay.
4: Well, I'm staying her this weekend, so I guess I have to do that sooner than
1: later. Yeah. Well, and so what has happened physically with her? Anything, or has it just all been kind of hard to read moments?
4: Um. No, we've we've kissed multiple times oh you Um, kissed
1: multiple times okay
4: it was like a couple of us were over at my house this weekend and then she stayed an extra night as well
1: she slept over did you guys hook up no no okay but you did spend the night she spent the night yeah she did okay if you want and like this
4: weekend we're going to we have a pride crawl event a bar crawl event this weekend so we're like four of us are staying in a hotel and she's one of them
1: who are the other two
4: one of my best friends and then her other friend
1: is there any connection between the other two is this like a potential double date situation
4: no no friends all right but she's already made comments about (laughs) about it about what because she'll like make comments that she wants to go like find someone to kiss at pride but then doesn't want me to be jealous but then also will like makes comments about kissing me at the end of the night. So I'm like, okay, All right, I don't know so if you're trying to make me jealous or like either way. You need, a, s- I don't know. you
1: need to stop trying to figure out these people and start communicating your boundaries. That's the takeaway you need to take from this call. Cause if I were you right now, I would reach out to her and maybe you can even text it if you want and just say, Hey, looking forward to this weekend. But can I be honest? Can we just be friends? Just because I know you're not looking for anything serious, and I think you're an amazing person, and I love spending time with you, and I think we're just better off focusing on our friendship and leave it at that. Now, also, you need to be honest with yourself that you really want that. Because don't fucking say, hey, I want to be friends with someone, while in reality, you just have a crush on her, and, and then you're going to be moping around all weekend while she's looking for someone else to make out with, because you've set a boundary of friendship. So, okay. what's going on in your head?
4: <laughs> I, I think I just have to cut it off now before it gets too too involved, and then I end up getting hurt because I don't I don't want to lose her altogether either. Yeah.
6: So,
1: I think the more calm you can be, and yeah, you just say, "Hey, I was thinking. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think we should just stop with the making out. As much as I think it's great, and you can throw the compliments. I think it's great, but you're not looking for and, and just say you're not looking for anything serious. And you say it like that because you want her to think like, yeah, you have no problem with her setting that boundary. It's not like, well, unless, unless things have changed, you know, like don't be fishing for a different answer. Just say, you said you don't want anything serious, so I want to respect your boundary and let's just, let's just not because otherwise I don't want to risk our friendship and just leave it at that. The hard part is hanging out with her this weekend and treating her like a friend and do not give in to those fucking moments the more you can resist the more power you have with any of these people and my guess is that's why you feel like you're getting ghosted a lot because you you're giving away your power so easily with these people and they can feel it you know you people feel that kind of energy when people feel like they're in more control they have more power they get they get less considerate and less thoughtful and they make kind of excuses for their own actions and they're just like what i mean i told you that i just wanted to be friends or whatever so you your goal is to take your power back in all these interactions, and to do that is to simply remind people of the boundaries they set with you, and enforce the boundaries that you set with them. And you do it very calm. Okay. All right.
4: I definitely think I can do that. Yeah.
1: I know you can do that. It just might take a little bit of practice. <laughs> it's 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 a lot less scary than it feels. I promise.
4: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is going to be holding my ground this weekend, but I'll do it.
1: <laughs> it's up to you. All right. You're you are aware of the emotional baggage. It costs you when you don't respect your own boundaries. You're sad, you're depressed, you feel bad about yourself, you feel used, you know, so that that's on you. You have to remind yourself of the cost. It's like someone, when they get to the point where it's like, I just don't want to be fucking hungover again. I just, I'm just not, I don't, it's not worth it. I'm not going to get fucked up tonight because I don't want to pay for it tomorrow.
6: All right,
4: well,
1: good luck. Good. We definitely want an update. We want to see if we want to see, <laughs> we, I want to hold you accountable to the follow through.
4: All right. I definitely will.
1: All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. All right. Take care.
2: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Bye. We have our final update from episode 600 texting office hours. It was a couple. It was Sarah and Mark and mm. Sarah was having problems with yeah. Mark's brother. Yeah. 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 Um, a little bit of maybe her offering her feedback mm-hmm. on her brother-in-law's life. His dating life yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. very well yeah, received. Totally them. Silent treatment from the brother-in-law. Uh, so I have an update from Sarah. Uh, she says, "I ran into him, being the brother-in-law. He then came over and acted like everything was normal. Didn't bring anything up. And then, while Mark was putting our kids to bed, I asked if there was anything he wanted to talk about. And the conversation went south pretty fast. So I do find it interesting that it goes south when Mark's not in the room. But that's my own POV. Long story short, he told me he didn't read my text, and he still he was still really upset with me. After a few minutes, I said I was feeling uncomfortable with the conversation." He ended up storming off, calling me a bitch and leaving. It uh-huh. was tough. The main thing he was saying was that at some point in the prior conversation, I had said, do you want my opinion? To which he said no. And then in his memory, I said, well, here it is anyways, which just frankly isn't true. But I didn't push it too hard.
1: Well, I did just... she offer her opinion at some point?
2: Well, it seems like... Basically, she had asked in her recollection, she had asked him, do you want my opinion? He had said no. And then in his retelling of the story, he said, and then you just proceeded with it anyways and said, well, here it is anyways. And she said, well,
1: I'm hearing that he accused her of saying, well, here it is anyways. And it's my guess is this is like semantics. Yeah. My guess is she didn't say, well, here it is anyways. But my guess is she did, in fact, deliver said opinion, regardless of him saying I'm not interested in the opinion.
2: She says, I really feel confidently that I didn't say that. So she's, I think we're caught up on maybe that phrase. But if but she said, if that's what you remember, then I'm not going to try to change your memory. And if I did say something similar to that or even alluded to that or no, even she just, just gave her opinion or even just miscommunicated, I'm sorry. And then mentioned how in my text, I'm trying to be better at listening instead of talking. So I think she handled it well. He then said I was lying that I'm not a good person. And that's pretty much when I said I was feeling uncomfortable and the name calling yeah. started. It felt hurtful in the moment, but I've been trying to tell myself it's probably less about me and more about what is going on in his life. I'd love to have him in our life again, but the name calling is a pretty hard boundary for me. So I'm giving myself space for the situation for now. Thanks for checking in. Love the household so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she shouldn't be. She she needs to cut him off.
2: I do. I I really want to applaud her for saying like. She she didn't try to change his memory. Her saying she apologizes if she did or even alluded to that. I think she handled it really well. Yeah,
1: I, I think she, if, if, if my interpretation is correct, I think she could do a little better. And I think she's arguing with him over semantics. Mm-hmm. And I think she probably knows that. And again, there's no excuse for his behavior in his language. But, you know, maybe she just is sticking her nose where it's just not appreciated. You know? And he just sounds like a guy who kind of, I think he's expecting just unquestioned loyalty from you know, her because, you know, it's a sister-in-law and, you know, she listens to this show. So on, on this show, we, we, we pride ourselves in being good friends, even if being a good friend means sometimes upsetting your friends. Now, that's a fine line. You know, and we can get that wrong sometimes. But, you know, right now, he is not interested in hearing anything other than praise or support. And I think she needs, needs to do, she needs to recognize that and accept that because if someone's not interested in hearing your feedback, it's, you're wasting your breath offering it to them. You know, as a friend, you could say, Hey, listen, I know you're not interested in hearing my opinion, but like at the same time, I have a strong opinion about this. So, like, we can agree to disagree and not talk about it, but I'm not, I'm just not going to support your actions with this. Like, we all have a right to do that. But other than that, like, you don't offer your opinion when it's not welcomed, you know, because you are only going to create more conflict. And if nothing else, maybe that's a lesson here where, because I'd be, I'm willing to bet while she didn't say that, she just, Proceeded to offer the opinion. He wasn't welcome to receiving and he just took that as Disrespect either way, it sounds like he sucks in in, in a lot of ways and uh, This relationship that ended so this is always this was based off of some relationship He ended and like she didn't take his side I, I'm I'm starting to understand why you know that maybe he's the reason why the relationship went south because he sounds a bit um, Reactive
2: don't call your sister-in-law a bitch
1: don't call anyone a bitch. Yeah, I mean your buddies, I guess you. I don't. Know. But yeah, just don't be reactive. Don't be name calling. Anyways, set those boundaries for yourself. You know, maybe just take a step back and being the advice giver in this relationship. If in the long term she still hopes to salvage this relationship, maybe the best that she can have with her brother is is being supportive to him in situations which she agrees with offering him support, and then in situations in which she doesn't agree with him just mind your business we are faced with choices you know if sometimes to have relationships with people we have to make certain choices and sacrifices even if those sacrifices means uh i don't get to say everything i want to say which means you're just not going to be that close you're not they're not going to be your ride or die they're not going to be the type of friend that you share everything with you're you know it's this is about maintaining a civil relationship with someone that is ultimately family anyways next caller Welcome back, Abby. How's it going?
7: Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm doing so good.
1: Great. I'm doing well as uh, as well. Are you still a fuck boy? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> last time we spoke, that you you were juggling a couple men metaphorically. Maybe you well, maybe you're doing some juggling as well. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, for the listeners, I need you to know Nick was wiggling his fingers. I think uh,
3: uh, tickling balls. Yeah,
1: j- j- ball ball yeah, juggle. There's yeah, a ball tickling. There's a ball tickling. <laughs> um, so you had. Uh, you had a guy that, well, in your words, just remind the audience, a quick synopsis of why you called.
7: Yeah, so I was stuck between two guys. Um, one I had an, a, more of an emotional connection with, um, and one I had more sexual chemistry with. Um, and as we dived into it, um, the guy that I had more of an emotional connection with wasn't as open to using like toys and stuff in the bedroom.
1: He was a m- little Mr. Mr. Missionary.
7: <laughs> Mr. Missionary, no vibrator man.
1: Yeah.
7: yeah. And then um, we had Sexy Man, but he was long distance.
1: Okay. Yeah.
7: So just so you know, I've officially hung up my fuckboy title.
1: I <gasps> have. All right. Well, before we get into that detail, let's play a quick clip from your original call to just fully bring people up to speed.
0: Relive the
7: glory days.
1: Yeah. yeah there you go.
7: I'm in love with two guys and need help choosing between emotional connection and sexual chemistry.
1: Okay. How long have you been seeing these guys?
7: Um, For five months. And to add a layer to it is, although it's been five months and I do talk to them on a daily basis, these are long distance situations.
1: I love the fuck boy <laughs> energy. Uh, I'm just fucking with you.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've been very honest. I feel like that's not like- Fuck boys. Totally fuck boy.
1: Fuck boys can be very honest. And so one, you just- really love their dick and the other one you really love their heart (laughs) or like what do we
7: yeah it's um they're both like incredible guys so they both like really hold a lot of characteristics and values that I really cherish in someone um however like when I'm really trying to decipher one I just have more of a emotional connection with as in like I feel like we've had Deep convert deeper conversations like I can be super unfiltered, just really raw. Um, but like the sex is kind of vanilla, not that I'm unsatisfied, but it's just not like he's not adventurous in that department.
1: Have you tried to be this, adventurous with him?
7: Yes. you have. Yes. Okay. Um, it was like an immediate no.
1: You can literally use a vibrator in the bedroom for you two to, to connect. In different ways. And I couldn't
7: he... agree more. And I feel like that's what's happening with this other guy is that there is so much openness and so much adventure there that we're like really connecting in a different way.
1: Where, where is Mr. Vibrator falling short?
7: We haven't gotten to those super deep conversations that I have with this other guy.
1: Sex can evolve and both like ability to connect emotionally can involve too. We know. We know that you tried to incorporate a vibrator and got shot down by guy mm-hmm. by guy A. Do we know if you've tried to incorporate deeper conversations at least on some level and felt shot down by guy B?
7: Yeah, no. Like I mean, we have had um like deep conversations, again, not as deep as the emotional guy, but
1: I haven't felt shot down. What do you have fun doing with sexy man that doesn't include having sex?
7: Um, we love to cook together. Um, we love to like dance. We love to travel.
1: Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when I mean, I
7: just like basically have fun with him no matter what. I could be in a cardboard box with him and like have fun. Sex guy. Yeah.
1: To me, it almost sounds like you're too cautious about the sex that you're enjoying and you're judging yourself for potentially being shallow because you like the sex so much. But I heard I could be hanging on a cardboard box with this guy and having fun. I think we should start with the guy who you think might be slightly in the lead, which is sex guy. Mm -hmm. And then you try to address this long distance problem. And that might give you the clarity you need. All right. All right. So what's the update?
7: Um, okay, so I really took your solid advice to heart. Um, and you really recommended me to sit down with Sexy Man, because that's kind of what I was leaning towards, and talk about the fact that we were long distance. And that was kind of a huge elephant in the room. And so I basically did that immediately after our call and reached out to him and shared how I felt um, and that I wanted to move into an exclusive relationship. However, we needed to address that we were long distance. So where do we see that relationship going? And like, how do we keep up the momentum in our relationship long distance? Um, so yeah, it was a wonderful conversation and I'm happy to report that we are boyfriend, girlfriend. Love,
1: you right. Yay. Yay. Thank you, thank you. And this was, and, uh, I mean, we spoke a while back, so it's been going, you know, things are going good.
0: Yeah. Super
7: good. Yeah, I've actually have visited him once before, and I'm here now visiting him as well.
1: Is he, is he available? Do we get to meet him?
7: <laughs> um, maybe once I have the courage to tell him that I went on a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the reveal? <laughs> I mean, he has me to thank.
7: <laughs> that's
1: true you know that is
7: true
1: uh how, well one day
7: when we get married before
1: we'll, before we'll um, do a toast to yeah you, there Nick. we go before i'm just kidding we, we not necessary. <laughs> how did uh how did we let the other guy off how you know what how did we put a bow on that
7: yeah so i felt like we had a great conversation so no vibrator guy um obviously I had to pet ties with him um, And I just shared with him that although I thought we had a great connection and he's generally like a very great guy, I just couldn't get over the lack of exploration in the bedroom.
1: You said that to him.
7: I did say that Good to him. You. Yeah. I you. wanted to be honest.
1: Good for you. Yeah. No, it, hey, it's something for him to do with what he wants. I don't know, but it's specific feedback. And what did he say to that?
7: So it was interesting, like he definitely, he didn't have an excuse in any way. It was more of an acknowledgement. Um, He was like, yeah, I mean, I just, that's just not my cup of tea. I'm just not that person. I don't know if I can be that with a person, which I don't want to like sex shame him. Like I don't want to push somebody to do something they're uncomfortable with. So I just really wanted to make him like feel comfortable that that's his choice in the bedroom. However. It's, it's something yours. that's so important to me I don't want to sacrifice that in my relationship.
1: I love that. How, look at yeah, that. Yeah, so it was a great ups. honest
7: conversation. Yeah. I don't know, like there wasn't any like mean words or it was there wasn't any anger, it all came from a really good place. So yeah. I haven't talked to him since, but um it was a good conversation.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you guys could just agree to disagree, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. like I'm not going to judge you or you're not going to judge me. It's just like if we're being honest, our sex life we are not on the same page and you weren't willing exactly. to budge. He wasn't willing to budge. And there you go. No, no harm, no yeah. foul. You know, so that's okay. And
7: he deserves a woman that's going to love vanilla sex just like him. So go. I'm just not that, not go. that lady. All right.
1: Back to the relationship that we are in, that we're happy <laughs> with. Uh, what are you doing? What's, what's working for the relationship? How are you guys managing long distance? Has the connection evolved? since when we last talked, it was just a guy with a really beautiful dick. I'm just kidding. Um,
7: (laughs) I mean, that's a true statement, so.
1: (laughs) Uh, But uh, how have we we grown in the emotional um, department?
7: Yeah, so overall, I think you were like so right about how this conversation just was like a foundation to open up more of an emotional connection. And so, yeah, I feel like we are on a deeper level because we're talking so much about our future um, and just like how we get to like our long-term goal. So obviously our long-term goal is moving to the same city. And so like through talking about it, realistically, I would need to move to him, which I'm totally okay with. Um, it's and just a he's matter a lawyer, of getting right? to that I... point because I own a business.
1: Yeah. And he's a lawyer?
7: Yes, he's a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm okay with that. Um, but ironically enough, this is so wild. Since like committing to a relationship with him, I've been actually getting a lot of work in his area. So not only am I like visiting to see him, but I'm also like working too. Um, so it makes like moving out here more foreseeable in the future.
1: I love that. Great.
7: Yeah, right. Yeah. Isn't
1: that so cool? <laughs> Manifesting your destiny.
7: Thank you. Yeah, so it feels like really good as far as like moving into the direction of eventually ending up in the same city. But for now, we pretty much see each other once a month. Kind of our rule of thumb is like we don't go a few weeks without seeing each other and we've already like mapped out all of our adventures for the rest of the year. So we're not like trying to figure out when are we going to see each other next. It's like already taken care of. Um so that's been really nice. Incredible. Yeah. Look
1: at that. Just a real direct and honest conversation. Solved all your problems.
7: <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs>
1: thought? Who would have thought? And your
7: advice, Nick. I needed your advice. <laughs>
1: well, I'm glad I could help. But it sounds like you were just willing to do what was necessary and just really articulate how you felt with both, both guys. Because it sounds like you, yeah. weren't, you weren't really as confused as you might have thought you were. It was just like one guy was living in your hometown. So by nature, you got to hang out with him more and build a connection and then the other guy was not as available but you really enjoyed him more and then you know and then there was like an awkward conversation to talk about like his lack of interest and being exploratory in the bedroom and it just required you to like actually talk
7: yeah definitely i think yeah and i needed to really figure out like what, what was important to me um and yeah just through the conversations i feel so happy um, and so content um, and yeah, just like really excited for what the future holds.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Glad uh, you, you have found love and uh, congratulations on the business uh, thriving. And uh, yeah, just keep us, keep, keep us posted on this, on this love story. And if in the meantime, you know, all, all updates are welcome. If there's something that you guys are experiencing in your relationship, good or bad, and you find a healthy way through it, Share with the audience. We'd love to hear from you.
7: Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate you. All right. And likewise. Your team. You oh, are all amazing. Likewise.
1: Thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate it as well. All right. We'll take care.
7: Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, we have what, 11 more of these episodes behind Vile Files Plus. So if you haven't signed up for Vile Files Plus yet, go ahead and go to Vilefiles.com. There's a button right there that says Vile Files Plus. It's a seven-day free trial. Let's go in. You could probably listen to all 10 updates in seven days if you really were that motivated. But give it a shot. Try it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Also, we'll be recapping now. There is a Vanderpump recap from Season 1, Episode 1 through 3 is out. Go check that out. That's on Behind Vile Files Plus. There's so much content available. Thanks for supporting. We love you. We'll see you back on Monday. Bye.